Oh, shit. Shit. Shit, you done seen knock, knock yet, fool. Oh, I'm not in airplane mode. That's why I'm hearing this buzz, I think. Dude, airplane mode ain't real. Airplane mode is a motherfucking myth. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is going to be a weird one. Dan once again went around licking all the handicap accessible rails in Philadelphia and uh, got COVID again. Hell yeah, brother. What, What was that? Number two for you? The deuce. The big deuce. Thankfully, he has uh, cleared whatever's left of his life and scheduled to come join us today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a weeknight review of a movie with the Movie Blues Podcast. Welcome to Movie Blues Before Dark. I'm Dan Lines. Dan Enden. And today we will be doing um, an Eli Roth film. Yep. Shout out to my peeps. <laughs> so all you Roth heads out there. Yeah. If... Uh, our this last... episode's got everything. Keanu, it's got Jewish directors. Should I label this episode just John Wick? Just to get, li- <laughs> just to get listeners in? That'd be hilarious. Let's get some people through the I'm front down. door. I'm down. Let's get it. I feel like a lot of other podcasts don't play their own theme songs live in the studio, that that's kind of like an After Effects kind um, of thing. Dude, did you... I mean, I know the answer to this is no, but... No. Um, and um, <laughs> just so you know, um, listener at home, as per usual, during the theme song, we were absolutely vibing our fucking nuts off. Yeah. It's just for us, though. I also find it odd, speaking of Chris Geronda, <laughs> that... Um, his theme song has like a sample in it, like a vocal sample in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it's a guy going, er, 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 I didn't make it. Er, 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 er. And I don't know if that's like a little jab he's trying to throw in. Like, oh, Dan didn't make this one. But I'm on to you, Chris. Wow. Just thinking about that while I was vibing. Definitely something you could have <sighs> checked out off mic. I have very aggressive vibes now during the theme song. I just think about who to attack as soon as the music stops. Dan Endin. Yeah. <laughs> It's usually me. Um, Dan, I don't have any like attacks or anything awful to do to you today. I thought since you were sick and it was a weeknight that I should lay off the abuse and yeah, just until next episode. Just let the movie be the abuse. Well, next week's episode that we'll be recording for Moneyball, I can't promise the same thing, but we will have had a week to recuperate. Right. I'll sound much better. And you will sound much better and not worse. <laughs> um, knock, knock. How did we get here? Why did I pick this movie? This is my pick for our uh, double pick of the week. Um, as everyone knows, in this season, I pick a movie one episode. Dan picks a movie the other episode, which is... No debate. Not typically the format of the podcast. No, you guys don't realize the thought that goes into our movie choices, if you couldn't tell. And when you I, scan the list. I did a little re-listening to the past couple episodes, and I noticed a trend that I just want to nip in the bud really quick before we start the episode. Okay. And that trend is like me losing my mind. 
Yeah, um, I would love that if and, that lessened. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get that straightened out. Um, Keep this in mind next week. Really have been thinking about, like, what it is that has unnerved me about this process. Yes, it would be easy to say you've just lost control. Look, <laughs> uh, uh, look, I'll be the first person to say that. Yes, that does feed into it, of course, because for a very long time, we got into, like, a groove where... Uh, I was directing the boat, but I was always checking in with you. I was never just like, it was rare that I would drop things straight into your lap. Um, what no, I, you couldn't because I would just say no. Yeah, you would say no, which is another thing that can't really happen here. Um, and you would think that that is the normal way of doing this. And I have discovered what the real issue is. It's worked is. out that so many times that it just happens to be that the majority of times we've come to a consensus to pick a movie together mm -hmm. and then have opposite feelings on it sure and that's and that's all well and great but you like, would think we're picking shit for each other to torture each other but dan just tortures me well no here is where the the important distinctions come in and what i've realized about why i'm i would say i'm losing this season <laughs> okay um, how like, so like in well, terms of like your experience or terms of episode quality no not episode quality because i think uh, that has nothing to do with it i mean it's very uh, who picked the episode there is like a lot of humor around end inverse topics and things yeah, like yeah. that that we pack in, but I would say who picked the uh, who picked the episode that's kind of negligible. It's really about the movie um, and like how we're feeling about it. But for me, I really have zeroed in on what is unnerving me about this process. Okay, and it really calls to core our relationship in the podcast and our likes and dislikes in general. And that is this: this whole time, you've been picking things that have ruined my life <laughs> Southland Tales like was like a like a I felt like a monumental but, shift but in aren't you glad you saw it sure because it made for great content I don't know if I if you would have given me that movie and said Dan watch this on a Tuesday night with your wife <laughs> and let's not talk about it on and air it the extended version too. I would have been like this is a major problem for me Dan it was but so long it was like three and a half hours long <laughs> it was like your first choice um listen I bought it for you Here's the thing, though, that I've realized the ultimate issue is. And the issue is that I'm trying to attack you. Okay. Right? I'm playing offense. Mm -hmm. And I want the listeners to keep in mind, I've been thinking about sports a lot recently. Yeah. So that's, that's bleeding in. Um, I'm on offense from day one. I'm trying to pick things to, like, unravel you. But, like, once again, classic paradigm of the podcast, you mostly don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and... And here I'm like uh, up against the ropes to further the sports metaphor constantly. Okay. I'm like, Dan is like hitting me with these movies that are fucking destroying me. <laughs> and yes, I have said to you like, yeah, I did that a lot during the first few seasons of the podcast for you. I'd be like, we're just, watching just Godzilla. Just ruined my shit. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, Dan I, would be like, we're going to see Godzilla. And I'm like, there's no way I'm watching or paying to see that. And he'd be like, I already bought us tickets. And what's amazing is now <laughs> like, okay. in season seven, six, that we you'd think we were so much closer, but now the idea of me and you going to see Godzilla in theaters is like the it's most foreign <laughs> concept I've ever fucking heard. Um, anyway, long story short, here's the deal. I'm playing offense. I'm trying to throw things your way. You're not even, I wouldn't even describe what you're doing as playing defense. No, uh, you I'm are just simply, having a good time, man. You are simply picking things that you like. Or, and, or things that I've wanted to see that I think are going to be weird. And that alone, <laughs> just you picking things that you like is ruining, your life. is ruining my entire life. So yeah. it's not, yeah, I mean, bravo. Once again, your approach is much more naturalistic. That's why my Dan uh, Endin list of movies possible to throw at you the season is now up to 35. 
This is literally like I'm just trying to do movies that like I suggest in the past that we keep not doing. So I'm just like, this is my chance. So again, to do movies it. you like. It's opportunistic. <laughs> I'm just running through the list. It's like, but it's funny. I'm again. I'm I'm trying to uh, cut into you and make things worse. Well, yeah. Why? But because that I thought that was the vibe of the season. No, it's just happenstance. Well, the happenstance has flowed very heavily in my direction. I'm I'm receiving. That's why. I, that's why. I, the listeners should know, I reneged my next piece because of Dan melting down, and I picked something that I think is not going to hurt him. I find that to be a very cowardly act. Uh, didn't you bail on your, like, fucking last three picks? I didn't do them to save you torture. I did them to try to torture you more. Oh. <laughs> I would be like, that's a lot of the stress is like, I don't know if this is enough. Um, but I, I feel like I really haven't cracked into it. So we'll see what happens at the end of the Moneyball episode. We're going to talk about some more picks. Okay. Um, so check in next week for that. Um, Moneyball. As for now, Can't let's wait talk for that episode <laughs> about Eli Roth. Counting down the innings. You know what I mean? For a little bit. Uh, that's a sports reference. I picked that up. Yeah. I was like, uh, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> baseball, baby. Baby. Um, yeah. So, Dude, um, old timey baseball. Uh, We're not doing this. We're not doing this in this episode, Dan. (laughs) Remind me. You can save this for next time. Remind me next week to talk about old-timey baseball announcers. You will save it for next week. Because I've been deemed with mental health. Um, Dude, Kanye needs a a hiatus from the podcast, I think. Kanye is kind of a problem. Kind of. (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? Shout out. Really my Move on. Um... Today's movie, Knock Knock, uh, is from director Eli Roth. Now, Eli Roth uh, is kind of like the like Kevin Smith of horror, where like he's trying to stand on the shoulders of greater men and has never once done it. <laughs> um, Dude, Cabin Fever is such a strong debut. So instead, so is Clerks. <laughs> so instead, oh my god! <laughs> so instead, he's fallen into the background where Mall he's rats become and hostile are the same. The same movie. It's the same. <laughs> I mean, Yoga Hosers was definitely a lot closer to hostile. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this is a guy who ended up kind of being more of a cultural hero than a actual director, which, like, it to me is a groan. If I'm gonna um, knock Kevin Smith for it who I would say is a better filmmaker than Eli Roth, which, Jesus Christ, we're talking about the lowest bar to clear right now. Um, But, yeah, I I, I think that um, Eli Roth, like, yeah, strong debut, Cabin Fever, loved it. Without seeing it right now, probably still an 8 out of 10. Yeah, great movie. Um, um, A bizarre movie with a bizarre history. Um, One of the craziest sequels ever. I don't know if you've seen... I have seen it. Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. Yeah. Uh, Extremely... Seriously disgusting, amazing movie. They, they, um, yeah, they canceled the sequel recently, uh, Yellow Fever. Dan. <laughs> what? Was this happening at like an Asian primary school? What's the joke here? No, Yellow Fever is an actual disease. Dan Jesus. <laughs> Fair enough. God. <laughs> this is a weeknight. We're not going to be... It's not all going to be wins, all right? Listener, um, did you see how I placed that one delicately on the tee and just let it unfold? <laughs> he really did. He baited me in my most base um, flaws. Um, Eli Roth. Uh, then he moved on to Hostel, which I find to be a awful, awful movie for two-thirds of its runtime, and then, like, the best movie ever for 25 minutes. Um it's even when I saw it in theaters after being a huge fan of Cabin Fever, I felt like there was a 
less prescient intellect and that all of a sudden his characters became so stupid and and so frat boy e like in cabin fever one dude is a frat dude yeah and the other guys including um guy from boy meets world are like compassionate decent level-headed human sean. beings sean from boy meets world is in that movie right yeah. yeah um and for that reason i just don't it's hard to like really enjoy eli ross movies because everyone is such a goddamn dingus in. yeah um again like kevin smith kind of where like his like persona leaks into all of his characters yeah. and they all kind of become this like hollow clown version of you Eli know exactly Roth who that dude was in college oh yeah he did some day some mm. beer i was gonna say beer bongs <laughs> i'm going in tonight baby yeah jesus uncut unlike me it's a weeknight um <laughs> anyway um then he uh, claimed that he had created a trilogy of films. These were the travel trilogy that included Cabin Fever, uh, Hostel, and The Green Inferno. Um, I find that grouping a little questionable. I think he just lazily retconned his own work. Yeah, that's no viewers like, universe, that's for sure. It's not like this is uh, his vengeance trilogy. It was <laughs> truly a pathetic three-movie streak. Um but, like, if I had to well, rate Hostel... Of all the trilogies, what a comparison. <laughs> There's so many bad Well, trilogies. those are... That's a trilogy that the movies aren't connected. Yeah, they're loosely. It's like... Yeah. It's like, you ever see Three Colors? Yeah. White, blue, and red? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. Semi-connected yeah. in theme at most. Um, yeah. Juliette Binoche, what up? What up? She's in a lot of boring-ass trilogies. Um, the best. <laughs> uh, what else? What other ones? Coming in hot. Um, what other ones what? What other boring trilogies was she in? Uh, is she not in the one where it's just her and Ethan ta a Hawk ta talking no, for 40 Ju years? that's Julie Delpy. Oh, uh, these are, I'm mixing Julie up Julie Delpy is in one of the other Three Colors movies, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. As is, uh, it's the Holy Trinity. The other one's got fucking, what's her name? Uh, uh, you know, from Piano Teacher and High Heart Huckabees. This episode in, is going to be terrible, isn't it? In all the movies. So moving on, uh, his travel trilogy, um, I actually think I did that incorrectly. Was Aftershock part of that? No. Okay, so he made these movies. They're all okay, middling at best. Like Green Inferno is Sticks. a lot. Uh, it does what it, it sets out to do, but it, it again is like really immature and like childish and feels very Eli Roth. Like a girl has to poop in a bucket in front of everyone. If you would have told me that the first thing I think of when I think of Eli Roth is him as an actor in I Heart Huckabees, I would have been shocked. Then um, Eli Roth went on to uh, a partnership with a filmmaker named Nicholas Lopez. And this is where things take a real bad turn for everyone involved because... Whatever happened from here, Eli Roth was, like, making movies with this Nicolas Lopez character. He was a filmmaker from, I believe, Chile who really impressed Eli Roth. They struck up a uh, Wish.com version of Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And they were shipping it as that. It's like, the, like, the, uh, the... It's like Wes Anderson and Coppola. Yeah, sure. Just like uh, Frankenstein and... Um, Who's the guy that, like, gets his mail? Igor. Dr. Frankenstein? Yes, master. Frankenstein. Mm. Doctor. I, he was accredited. Frankenstein, MD. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, so, um, this relationship spawns instantly a movie starring Eli Roth. Okay. Called Aftershock. Have okay. you heard of this one? <laughs> no. Have you seen this one? No. So in doing this episode, I... I would never watch a movie starring Eli Roth. I went into like deep research mode for no reason. Don't ask why I did it. It's a movie podcast. I have movie facts. That I'm well past asking you why you did it. <laughs> fair. That is <laughs> experientially fair. Um, so um, then I watched the movie Aftershock. Uh, which was starring Eli Roth as a douchebag frat guy from America who travels to Chile to like hook up with chicks. Really, do, really stretching his range there. And, and do a business deal. It's exactly like Hostel in that it sets up a bunch of really low rent douchebags and their party antics on a vacation. And classic. I had classic looked up Roth. I had looked up a very brief synopsis that was like terror strikes when three dudes travel to Chile, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, it's going to be one of these. It's fine. But I didn't know who's going to be the killer. I'm right, like, right, what, right. What is going to happen here? Um, then two thirds in into this movie, they're at a nightclub. They're all blackout. There's so many party scenes in this movie. It's so clearly evident that him and this Nicholas Lopez character wanted to get shitty fucking wasted and touch each other all night. And that's yeah, what they probably. did in Chile. And then they do an earthquake. An earthquake hits. Okay. Um, and it's <laughs> it's not filmed and made the way that a disaster movie is filmed and made. Okay. Which is typically grand, epic, large scale. Maybe your central characters are a family. With a with like a station wagon, mm -hmm. this movie is like three of the biggest pricks ever, <laughs> who are literally like date raping women, get into a situation where an earthquake hits, and like all the girls they're with like instantly are killed, and they these guys like leave them in the most cowardly ways like humanly imaginable, and then it's really just like a matter of Eli Roth and two other guys and their circle that they make in this immediate tragedy in the nightclub traversing a stretch of Chilean city streets that have been affected by this earthquake. And it's like hostile levels of violence. Like nobody just dies in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It is as graphic as they could possibly make it. Um, and the fucking funny thing about this movie is that like, it's so clearly like made by somebody that wanted to just make hostile again, but instead made it about an earthquake. Yeah. And, um, I mean, where do you go from there? <laughs> Eli Roth dies very violently in it, which I was a big fan of. And um, where do you go from there is the entire third act of the movie, a prison cracks open within the vicinity of these escapees from the nightclub. And then they have to fight what I would describe as horribly racist <laughs> stereotypes of like foreign prisoners okay. going around literally raping and pillaging everyone in the street. Um, okay. So then it kind of turns into like a brawl on cell block 99 meets the Poseidon adventure vibe. Okay. Terrible. Uh, zero out of 10. Um, Fantastic. I did not get time to watch the green Inferno again. Thankfully didn't have to go that route, but I did watch the movie that Knock Knock is based on because Knock Knock is a remake of a 1974 movie called Death Game. Okay. How was um, that? Interesting. 
<laughs> it was um it was like the exact same movie essentially um plot of both knock knock and death game involved two girls showing up on a rainy night to a, an extremely privileged white middle-aged man's house uh they are devious insane psychopaths but they don't really reveal that up front they first seduce in our version of the film Keanu Reeves in their version of the film an old white man who looks like he's been smoking for 150 years it was like a last dinosaur vibe <laughs> um, and what I will say about that experience is that um, that movie is more frightening than this like visually and maybe there's something to be said about a movie from the 1970s probably made by a good filmmaker made by like a pretty good filmmaker it has some harrowing moments in it. And the girls, most importantly, are scary. Mm -hmm. Like the main girl in that movie um, is a very threatening presence. Um, unlike either of the girls in this movie, uh, she was actually very scary. And I was worried for the main guy who, as I was describing before in this movie and in this uh, original, get <laughs> enticed into a threesome with him. In the original movie, my God, it's pornography. Oh. Uh, with full-on 70s wah guitar. <laughs> it's as stereotypical as you could ever fucking imagine. Um, horrific, like, nudity in that one. Like, it's really graphic. The Keanu one was a little more tame, which is shocking considering it was Eli Roth. I don't know why he wasn't, like, um, like, 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 popping their buttholes with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Man is out of his fucking gourd at this point. Um... So I don't know why this movie was so tame in the sex department, but um, the long and short of it is I, I spent a long time trying to contact who in the original movie is Ana de Armas' character in the new movie. Do you know who Ana de yeah. Armas is? So Ana de Armas' character in the original movie is the producer of this new one that we're watching. Okay. And is also the masseuse that shows up Okay. at one point in the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and is like, Keanu, I'm here to give you a massage. And the girl that Keanu slept with, who's now imprisoning him, like came outside and she's like, we're fucking go home. Yeah. Um, that is uh, an actress who's been ignoring my emails for several days <laughs> and voicemails. I almost got almost got her ass, but she she'll end up being in the in the dumpster bin with uh, what's his name? The producer of the M. Night Shyamalan movie that I couldn't get. Um, anyway. Here's what's even more bizarre Man, about both of these. Fucking three for three of not landing guests. <laughs> Here's what's even more bizarre about the inverses of these movies. In I my got opinion. Joan Van Ark on episode three, dude. Death Game <laughs> is scary and it has terrible music in it. Like when we watched The Last Dinosaur to bring it back Not up like again. all the kiss in this one. Let's mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. Detroit Rock City, baby. Oh, Dan, there was multiple Dan and Inverse adjacent things yeah. in Knock Knock that I do want to address. Okay. Um, but um, get up. that movie, apparently the director was fired uh, right before they started. They replaced it with another director. The other director wanted to make the original lightweight. So he put all sorts of 70s songs in it, like Last Dinosaur, where there was a theme song okay. <laughs> that would play throughout the film. That's something that like weird 70s movies had. It's like the long goodbye. And the song was like, uh, it went something like, 
uh, he's my daddy. I love him. He's my daddy. Like over <laughs> and over again, which if you know the plots of either of these movies is disgusting and so fucking bizarre. However, um, uh. when they went to make this movie, which happened because Eli Roth was longtime friends with Colleen Camp, who is the original actress from the first movie. They decided together, let's make a remake. And Eli Roth said, I'm going to make the serious movie that you originally wanted to make, but they took away from you. Good job, bro. <laughs> and that brings us to... Um, Fucking nailed it. Eli Roth's... Made the most... Seminal. Most memeable fucking movie of all time. Seminal. Masterpiece. Which I picked this week... Because I saw it in memes all the time. Knock, knock. Yeah. Uh, the meme is Keanu Reeves buried up to his face, looking at a cell phone screaming <laughs> with like a blindfold on. And that is what I picked this movie uh, for. And I, I have not seen this movie uh, until now. Um, this was my first watch as well. And with that being said, let's get into it. 10 out of 10. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling, Dan? So good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome, dude. Are, are you at least having fun, even though you probably don't feel good? No. No. That's a hard no to both. Yeah. <laughs> Double no. Double no. Um, so, knock, knock. Um, this movie was very special. Don't even make a cover to this episode. Just make it the screenshot of Keanu in the ground. Oh, it's already done. All right, good. Great. And what do you think he's looking at on the phone? <laughs> Is it the podcast? <laughs> that was my first idea. Okay. You know, I should go back to that. <laughs> okay, what did you land on? Just Clerks 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the poster for Clerks 3. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's funny. I'm a bad person. <laughs> Um, so, um, <sighs> since, since Dan is a little under the weather, in, instead of immediately reviewing this film, um, I'll talk for a little bit more because I, I, I had another amazing experience that happened while researching this movie. And that was that I started reading IMDB user reviews oh, of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. Knock Knock. Now, what everybody should know up front is a, the plot of this movie, which is Keanu Reeves is a architect slash retired DJ. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> Who lives in a big mansion in L.A. L.A. Shot in Chile. L.A. Chile. <laughs> is this our new bit? No. Is this what on. everybody's going to be saying next week, the water cooler? Move on. Like, did you hear the L.A. Chile joke? <laughs> well, the L.A. thing is from... Get that out of here. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Anyway, um, Keanu Reeves is a DJ who is retired. He was like a Steve Aoki type, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. solely because he looks kind of Asian. I think that's <laughs> what they're going for. I mean, he's partially Asian. Rolling with that. And um, Keanu Reeves, uh, who is not a father in real life, is playing a father in this movie. More to come about that. <laughs> <laughs> much, much more to come about that. And uh, two girls show up in the night. They seduce him. They have a wild threesome. The next day, the tables instantly turn. The girls start destroying his house. They leverage blackmail against him. They do all sorts of twisted mental, and, and to be physical. Clear, he's like 
borderline forced initially. It's very Disclosure-esque where he's like, no, no. And they're like, your cock is now inside of my mouth. You fucked me! Yeah. You fucked me! He's not wrong. Um, bottom line here. The morality in this movie that's conveyed and the messaging is very odd. Bottom line here. <laughs> we are introduced to a concept. Mm-hmm. Very important. And that concept is free pizza. It was free pizza! Free pizza is the idea that a man who, no matter how happy they are, no matter what their situation is in life, financially with their wife, their partner, whatever, if they get a free pizza delivered to their front stoop, like a turkey sandwich in the night, yeah, that they would be insane not to then take that pizza in. Mm-hmm. Now, that, keep in mind the idea of free pizza pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like I was watching The Leftovers and everyone seems very okay with just eating a pie that arrived on the doorstep. Exactly. It's freaking me out. It's a different environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's like using Netscape in a movie. The idea is that no man, no father, no matter how good they are. I was a good guy. I'm a good father. <laughs> and you just fucking fucked me. You should just play it at real speed. It's more Oh, insane. we're going to do that too, Dan. Don't okay, worry. Okay. Yeah. Um, that a good man will be tempted by free pizza. Yeah. And this is a movie based around it's that biblical. concept. And you have to search inside of yourself to ask yourself questions like, would I do this? And how far would this have gone? And, and there's a moral quandary at the center of it. But what unravels most people about this movie, which has like a zero on Rotten Tomatoes, I didn't really check Rotten Tomatoes at all for this. What rattles people about this movie is that it's really bad and (laughs) and that Keanu Reeves is John Wick. Right. And that this movie was shot the same year as John Wick. Yeah, with the dog and the, yeah. And that unraveled like most of the American people who saw this movie dude when I was watching it I was like it's so crazy how Keanu Reeves is such a like a tier movie star in an era with very few movie stars and still the thought of him having sex was totally foreign to me and like grossed me out so now I'd like to share some opinions (laughs) (laughs) these are people who for real posted on the internet their thoughts about knock knock now before we get into this what did you think about this movie? Like, as, like, a unit for this podcast, as, like, give me, like, a, a base summary of what your thoughts were on Knock Knock. Yeah. Um, you know, I fucking hated this movie. Like, <laughs> truly hated it. In the mm-hmm. beginning, when you were talking about how I've been torturing you with these movies, mm-hmm. I was like, Knock Knock is the worst time I had watching a movie for this podcast in a very long time. Mm. I see why it's good for the podcast. Yes. And it's in, it's truly insane that it exists on so many different frequencies. I I said not to interrupt you, but I did say that this is a pre levitator. I wasn't uh, floating above the pyramid levels of enjoying this bad movie, but I was very close to it at times, and sometimes it even crossed into the zone of like, wow, this movie's gonna give me mania. Like it's that right. fucking ridiculous. Um, well, you know how like. Uh, last episode of the one before when we did whole nine yards, we were talking about how Kevin Pollack is like 
a top tier American Jew, mm-hmm. like just a great American Jew. Mm-hmm. Like Eli Roth is for sure a bottom tier American Jew. He is not a good representation. Like, where do you think we fall on that spectrum? Like you and I personally? Yeah. Like S tier. In terms of like influence? No, in terms Positive of like influence. being disruptors and a, a huge <laughs> problem, just like Christ. Wow. Um, the thoughts of people on IMDb shook me to my fucking core to read about. I could really do this all day. I haven't even started yet, but I want to share some opinions with you. It seems as if you hated this movie. I understand that. I understand. Did that you mo- not hate this movie? No, not at all. Oh my! God. I thought this, this movie was hilarious. Did this movie? It, as a comedy, I found it very enjoyable. As a horror movie, it was non-existent. It just, like, fucking upset me. I was not upset by this movie. I thought it was really funny. It was, not in it no, was just so stupid. Not in an aware way. I, yeah. This isn't no. me um, saying, for example, I want to give I want to give no, a comparison. This, you like this the way you like Little Italy. We're, we're in, like, <laughs> a really tiny niche right now. Okay. And what that, what that space and area is is not malignant, right? Like, malignant, I want to legitimately defend as a movie yeah, it's not reanimator this movie i cannot defend but i will say i had a ball watching it. good i mean i had there's like i i was wondering if i was gonna like actually commit to that being my opinion because a lot of the time that i feel that strongly about a movie we watch it's because i spent the entire time bored this i was not bored i just <sighs> I was engaged, but hated what I was watching. <laughs> it was like Fast and the Furious to me, honestly. You recently texted me and said you want to watch another one. Yeah. What was that about? It's you know I've been scrolling the 4Ks available. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Oh no, you know what it was? I was listening to a podcast and it got mentioned uh, talking about. Uh, someone being in the latter ones. Oh, we were talking about, they were talking about Jason Statham in them. And I was like, dude, we never even got to that. The whole reason that I was sit- suffering through all those movies was so I could watch Hobbs and Shaw. We need to get to Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, you know what? It was? I was listening to the Malignant episode and you were talking about James Wan. And I'm like, I got to see a James Wan Fast and the Furious movie. Have we not yet? No, it's the next one. <sighs> That has to be sequel season. That's so perfect. Yeah. It's it's truly like kismet. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did set it up that way. Here's the thing. Like uh, I said, I wasn't ev- like completely levitating. It wasn't like duets or something at that level. I found it very funny, extremely wrongheaded. An ego fail of both Keanu Reeves and Eli Roth, like happening at the same time, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it's wild that Keanu Reeves continued to do this movie. Keanu Reeves is... This could ruin anyone else's career. Well, that's the thing. And that's why John Wick... My man is Teflon. That's why John Wick looms over this episode. Because John Wick was shot like three weeks before they started shooting this movie. Okay. And Keanu Reeves showed up to set. And Eli Roth was like talking to him about like, you know, this (laughs) being... That's why he looks so ripped in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This being like a small scale movie. And Keanu Reeves turned to him and he was like, I just made a special movie and that movie is called John Wick and it's going to change everything. He like, this is documented really? in the video I watched at the behind the scenes of this movie. And he was like, so let's just like have fun on this and just like, let it happen. And they started shooting and immediately Keanu Reeves had to be intervened upon and told you are not acting like a dad. <laughs> They're like the way you're acting around kids is bizarre. Like, he was not, 
in his depth for that. And apparently it was like a problem right off the bat. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I Ke- Keanu Reeves is a truly, truly horrible actor. Oh yeah. And I've like defended, I've, always I've defended that. him in the past. Yeah. Because he gets given roles that play to him being a terrible actor, and this is not that. The Matrix is the sweet spot because he kind of can just stare off into the yeah, distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies that ask... He's got sunglasses the whole time, dude. He's chilling. Movies that ask him to do... But when do... he's Mr. Anderson, he stinks. Movies that ask him to do even 1% past his normal dude, character hardball? range... Dude, Hardball? is terrible. Hardball's tough. His <laughs> accent in um, The Devil's Advocate is fucking absurd. <laughs> I love He's that like, movie though. Counselor. Yeah. Uh me and my wife need it sounds like uh <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah. A little bit like Eddie Redmayne. I love that movie. Um God, his accent is so bad in that and Dracula. He's his British accent in Dracula is legendary bad. Yeah. And his performance in this movie is legendary bad. And I think to really give everybody a good idea about the levels to which he hit in this movie, it's like almost Nick Cageian, I would say, at points. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah um yeah. And Nick Cage is a far better actor, though. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. We've you're seen right. Nick Cage be good. I've seen Nick Cage be amazing. Dude, so that's, knowing? It's, it's not worth... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, to, to get this out... What if I pick Knowing for next week? Dude? I, will, I will do that movie. <laughs> yeah, I will do that movie. Because I think more people need to know about how bad that movie is. That movie is, is not... The, the end of... <laughs> dude, the end twist of Knowing. It brings me so much joy. Like, I will do that movie. I added it to my list. I will fucking pick that movie today. I love that. <laughs> um, well, anyway. I'll pick first. You can see based on what I pick. That might be a good one-two punch. Here is... Um, We're Ke- reverting to our old ways. Here's Keanu Reeves' speech from the film Knock Knock. This is when he has been tied up, tortured for days. Watched his friend killed. Watched his friend killed. Watched Dude, all Keanu of his... trying to pull off a moment of like, you killed him. You fucking killed him. <laughs> the worst. The worst line delivery in history. They gave my man an asthma attack. The first, uh, the first review that I have from IMDb, the title is, is Keanu Reeves poor or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he got paid anything for this movie, but... Um, boy, did he have fun. Boy, did he have a good time um, and get to do sex to Eli Roth's wife at yeah. the time. Yeah, you know Eli loved that shit. He probably did. That's why he wrote this. Huge cuck energy from him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah. Are you kidding me, dude? This motherfucker... <laughs> I've never seen such insecurity bleed onto every fucking work of art from a person. <laughs> it's very Kevin Smithian. Dude, the parallels are there. They're, they are there. Um, but Kevin Smith wears his insecurities on his sleeve. And it, yeah, whereas Eli, Eli Roth is like, nah, bro, I just fuck whores all day, bro. Like, you know, Eli Roth was like high-fiving during every sex scene they filmed. He's like, that's my wife, bro. He just he's holding. He's like, my wife's hot enough to get Keanu, bro. He's like, listen, I'm gonna hold the camera for this. Yeah, shot. he was literally like, no, <laughs> grab his cock more. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> um, call him daddy more. And then, uh, on top of it, you have Anna Delarmus in this movie. Who this is her film debut. Yeah, she, I mean that worked out for her. She was discovered by Colleen Camp. Okay, in, in a parking lot. 
Now this is a woman who is a Oscar nominated actress. That's wild. This That's year, the American dream, dude. This year for Blonde, where she delivered a shit terrible performance <laughs> uh, of of being Marilyn Monroe getting on screen for three hours straight. Not sure if you watched that movie, Dan. But of course, I didn't watch that. Movie. Really thought of picking it at one point because I watched it and was really upset about it. Then you would have had to watch it again. It was one of the ones that I bailed out of because literally what you just said. <laughs> I was like, if I have to watch this movie for one more second, bro, her aborted fetuses talk to her in the movie. It is so much. That's it's so brave. So very brave. <laughs> God, that's the bravest. Uh, um, it's a real row commentary. <laughs> um, anyway, longest story short. I had a good time with this movie. It made me laugh a I'm lot. I'm glad. I had the fucking worst time. Rachel and I watched Keanu, it, actually. Oh, my God. She enjoyed it to some degree. Keanu Reeves could have left so easily so many times in this movie. Oh, yeah. Keanu's speech. Here we go. Baseball, baby. Just leave. Death. Death. <laughs> You're going to kill me. You're going to fucking kill me. Why? Why? Because I fucked you? <laughs> you fucked me! You fucked me! You came to my house! You came to me! I got you a car! I brought you your clothes and you took a fucking bubble bath! You wanted it! You wanted it! You came out to me! What was I supposed to do? You sucked my cock! You both fucking sucked my cock! It was free pizza! Free fucking pizza! It just shows up at my fucking door! What am I supposed to do? We're flight attendants. Come on, fuck us. No, no, no. Come on, fuck us. Oh, two sums, three sums. It doesn't matter. Starfish, Starfish. Husbands. husbands. You don't give a fuck. You'll just fuck anything. You'll just fuck anything. Well, you lied to me. I'm trying to help you. I let you in. I was a good guy. I'm a good father. And you just fucking fucked me? What? Now you're gonna kill me? You're gonna kill me? Why? Why? He's gonna fuck me! What the <laughs> fuck? Fuck! Fuck! This is fucking insane! Oh, God dude, damn, it, dude. That's so much worse in the auditory medium. Oh, yeah, dude. Just by itself with with no that's, visuals is dude, chilling. If you had shown me just that and been like, you have a hundred guesses to tell me what actor that is. <laughs> no chance I would have said Keanu Reeves. I mean, is that a positive? No, no. <laughs> dude. No. That was insane. Yeah. This movie is tonally... In nuts. <laughs> it does not know if it is a horror movie. The attempts at comedy are so fucking weird. Very strange. Um, but I really enjoyed this. I want to read some of these. <laughs> One of my notes just says Eli Roth is an idiot hack. <laughs> <laughs> and that's perfect because the first review from R. Tron Prod. Okay. One out of ten. Hollywood, please never let Eli Roth make another movie. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Fair as fuck. There are not enough words in the English language to describe how much I just despise Eli Roth. I made the mistake of thinking this may have some redeeming qualities since it stars Keanu. Not so. That was your first mistake, first off. As usual, Roth hires two chicks based on the amount of sex he thinks he can get from them. <laughs> and not their acting ability. This movie sucks. It's formulaic, very unoriginal, and boring. 
I've hated Roth for jamming torture porn down our collective throats, and now he tries to do a po torture porn movie without the torture, and, sh <laughs> and shows how exactly shallow he is. Here's the spoiler. The dog doesn't die. <laughs> At least I don't think he did. This thing could barely keep my attention. Please, Hollywood, no more. This movie is a production from Chile. <laughs> did you see the... Uh... Oh, wait. And tag to that, okay. Nicholas Lopez, okay. this nefarious character that I've mentioned yeah, yeah. several times, turned out to be a Harvey Weinstein type. Oh, no. Which in Latin America is a huge problem. Must be nice. And he is in jail for 35 years right now. Really? My man is... Not my man. X that. Delete that. <laughs> There's 0% chance he and Eli Roth did not commit crimes together. I... <laughs> It's, it's a real Epstein Island There's situation. There's literally no way. Um, Eli Roth is the biggest creep, dude. <laughs> this is... <laughs> dude, imagine... Listen, I still think you should watch this movie. I mean... Yeah, no, everyone should for sure watch this movie. <laughs> you think so? This is a watcher, right? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, but I fucking... It's like, you have to experience it one time. You gotta hate fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you do, in fact, have to hate fuck it. And, and with a lot of my hate fucks... Because, like, Malignant for me was a hate fuck. No, it wasn't. You loved no, that the, fucking movie. The first time I watched it. I listened it, to that episode yesterday. And first time I gushing. watched it, up through the twist, I was very unsure of what was going on. And I was not happy. <laughs> um, this movie, I pretty much within two minutes was like, this is going to be bad. And it delivered on Dude, most this of Dude, this movie premises. is like funny games for the mentally handicapped. <laughs> Keanu Reeves took this role because he, quote, liked funny games. Really? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, dude. This is definitely in the funny games EU, you have to admit. <laughs> yeah, except fucking Haneke's a good film, a great filmmaker, mm -hmm. and Eli Roth is just Je Jewish. Dude, there's so many good <laughs> Jewish filmmakers, like most of them. Woody Allen. <laughs> dude, like, th th how do you do this in the post Woody Allen era? It's not good for us. That's true. Where the prominent... Dude, Spielberg's all we got left, dude. <laughs> well, that's because... I really... I cut all of this, too, because <laughs> I really don't think that I should bring this up on the podcast at all, to be honest. But, you know, a lot of these very prominent good Jewish directors from, like, even the 2000s are turning out to be, like, pedophiles. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. Dude, it's not great. I'm pretty sure Brian Singer's Jewish. Dude. Not uh, proud of that. Imagine. What's the other guy? To, I mean, obviously Harvey Weinstein, but then there's fucking the guy who directed Red Dragon, Brett Ratner. Oh, dude, he fucked Huge up. problem. Yeah. Oh, he's a huge problem. I, uh, <laughs> I have a note that said. So shout out Jack Shouty for. <laughs> Relax. On that note, I have a note that says, I bet they show this and hostile in Palestinian grade school. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> This is what you do to American on vacation. Dude, this is why they hate us. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Imagine being like an ultra-religious <clears throat> Palestinian and seeing this movie. This movie was for sure playing at some point on like a Palestinian plane on like the entertainment console. Dude, it's bad. <laughs> like this is like problematic. <laughs> <laughs> like disclosure doesn't age well. This is a problem. The Lishron 18 from July 2019. Is Keanu Reeves poor or something? <laughs> Why on God's green earth? What an actor. 
A-class actor like Keanu Reeves take this role for? Does he have financial difficulty we do not know about? I could understand if this is one of his first roles and he was desperate. This was just so bad. The only thing worse than the movie was the ending. The only decent thing about the movie was Keanu Reeves. Just terrible. I wanted the two girls in the movie to die a slow and horrible death for what they did to John Wick. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> we know what that guy looks like. <laughs> like what, like a rental zone member. <laughs> Dude, Keanu Reeves seems like he's never seen a child in his life in this movie. <laughs> His shtick at the beginning with the kids where he's like, I'm Monster. Yeah. And he's like running around being like, Monster yeah. wants to give you hugs and kisses. Which is the same thing that starts with how he like tries to like hornswaggle more sex out of his wife. So doing he's it like, to your kids is so weird. He's like, Monster hasn't had any action in three weeks. Yeah. And she's like, oh, not now. Because she's some kind of like immigrant that Dude, Eli Roth stole. She, his kid's like, daddy, I want you to come with us. And he's like, I have to work. And the kid's like, no, daddy, we love you. And he's like, uh, sorry, kids. If daddy doesn't work this weekend, we'll have to live in a box. <laughs> he literally <laughs> says like, that's that. That's not how you interact with children. That's a terrible thing to say to a child. The kid is like, daddy, I'm, I'm packing for the weekend. And Keanu was like. Did you pack your chainsaw? <laughs> and the kid was like, what? And he's like, did you pack your handgun? It was bizarre. Like, Keanu's riffing with children in this movie was crazy. Dude, and he says handgun first, dude. Because I was like, what did he just say? He was like, did you pack so chainsaw? Like, did you pack your handgun? <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? His kids here? are like, no. Like, you know, this is like their regular routine. Alan jacked. 29. <laughs> <laughs> that guy rules. From June 2015. That guy loves John Wick. One out of ten. Okay. Warning spoilers, he says. Subject header is, oh, Keanu, Keanu, Keanu. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is like, oh, Dianu. Hard. <laughs> he begins with, oh, Keanu. Was this the funny little guy from Bill and Ted all grown up? What the heck have you done to yourself? Watched John Wick recently <laughs> and was pretty appalled by his screen presence. But after watching this, I realized it wasn't all that bad. At one point, the audience were actually laughing at his performance, honestly laughing. Close-up scenes where he could have been at his wit's end opening up his emotions would not have been acceptable in first grade acting class. So many plot holes here and femme fatales were what chronically bad. What is first bad. grade acting class? Even the dog looked miscast. Harsh. <laughs> what kind of statement is yeah, that? Yeah, I thought the dog was fine. <laughs> what, what kind of statement is that? The, the dog the dog played it straight, man. In a, you need a straight dog sometimes. Have heard there is an after credit scene, but why would you sit an extra two minutes in a theater to watch it is beyond me. What is that, the alternate ending? Uh, let's get to that in a I second. watched that on YouTube. There was an actual alternate ending on YouTube? Yeah. Was it of Keanu Reeves hunting them down afterwards? Yeah. No way. Yeah. There's a filmed version of that. Yeah. So that's what I was going to bring so. up next. Unless it was someone who like fan no, the, edited the some The original ending of the movie as shot was that Keanu Reeves, after his torture ends, weeks later, travels John Wick mode to go hunt these girls down and make them pay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, knock, knock. Oh. God, he said knock knock. Yeah. Which he already said in the movie, as we all know. Who's there? Classic. Yeah. Classic that they worked that in. Yeah. 
That's, and that would have been a way better ending. Way, way better. Instead of this ending, which is like fucking weird messaging. Um, <laughs> I love the ending to this movie. <laughs> they bury Keanu Reeves all the way up to his head, and he's losing it. If you think there's going to be a twist in this movie, there is not. He's losing it, and I think one of the hardest laughs I've had watching any movie for this podcast came from the catharsis of that final moment of this movie, which was that Keanu Reeves buried up to his head, like we've all seen in the meme, is shown a phone, um, a video that the one of the girls took while one of the girls raped him, essentially, and... She's like screaming all sorts of obscenities and riding him. And it's clearly been posted from his Facebook to ruin his entire life. And he buried like all the way up to his head, like wrestles one hand out and is trying his best to like delete the video and clicks like yeah. and likes his own video of him getting raped. And like, <laughs> I have to like step back and be like, this is a movie where Keanu Reeves buried up to his fucking face <laughs> is liking a video by accident on Facebook of him being raped. Yeah. And for that, I cannot for those reasons, I'm out into like, Oh, I hate this movie or like, Oh, like this movie, sh like in a it showed you things you never thought you'd get to see in a very Hellraiser way. It showed me sights <laughs> that I wanted to see. I wanted to see like the most embarrassing Keanu performance. Got it. Yeah. Wanted to see Ana de Armas's boobies for the millionth time. Got it. Wanted to see Eli Roth literally cuck himself on film behind the camera. Big time got it. <laughs> ego fails across the board from everyone involved. Yeah. 10 out of 10 ego fails. Just a funny fucking hilarious movie that triggered a lot of like very normie people who probably picked it up at Redbox into like actively hating Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I have Keanu being like, I just love the sound of vinyl. Dude. <laughs> Dan Enden, you can't trash a movie where vinyl is used as torture. Um, This motherfucker is such a vinyl enthusiast. And then he's talking about his super rare records, which he pulls out and then puts them in. There's no sleeves around them. He just throws them in the cardboard. Literally no serious vinyl collector. Just throws a loose record into a cardboard sleeve. That's insane. When that was, I was happening, cringing out of my fucking skin. When that was happening, I believe he was doing his. Suddenly, Ana de Armas was dancing to his sweet Steve Aoki beats. She's like, "Oh, I like this, Daddy," and he's like, "Hold on, one second. And he like bends down and like, I, I like this is one of the funniest movies, at least for me, in movie history because I personally play so many shows with DJs. And like when DJs hit a transition, that is like the only thing that makes them feel like they're doing something original. So they really vibe off of it. Right. And Keanu Reeves is like not I wouldn't say seducing Ana de Armas at this point. He's morely like like playing into her whims and kind of like giving her a little show. Yeah, he she, comes in like so fucking Don Juan Delanuche, just yeah. walk, <laughs> <laughs> just walking in, just and like she's like, oh yes, daddy. Oh, she was like, oh my like god, I didn't know you spun beats like that, Poppy. And he was like, if you think that's cool, watch this. <laughs> and he like <laughs> he like bends down and dude, they play it like they play it like a a, a really romantic moment where he's like reaching into his past of being a DJ and being like, 
like watch this transition. He grabs his <laughs> he grabs his record and like he does a transition which is I mean acceptable, but like pretty apparent and bad. And she's like, oh yes, I baby. And he's like, oh, <laughs> dude, it's just like it's such a moment of like Eli Roth is like, like I need this like performance to like show like what like would give him the most pleasure like would be like stepping back into the days when he was a dj and seeing the crowd react and he's like dropping he's like oh (laughs) he's like i got offered a tour once dude it was so fucking funny to me i was dying and also like double dying at just the whole idea of how much you talk about vinyl and then wa- wa- watching a movie where like a man's vinyl collection is like used as a weapon against him. I, when, they, when, they, when they were breaking the records, I was getting fucking, I was getting a little, a little worked up. This is like MBCEU Dan Endenverse crossover movie kind of for me because there are elements of it that reached into your like wheelhouse yeah. while being firmly in my wheelhouse. Yeah, while having a weird relationship with the daughters right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> Once again. Shout out my future daughter. Dear Eli Roth. Weird thing to say. Please stick to collaborations with Quentin Tarantino. Before I start the review, I want to address the concept of horror movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me strap in. <laughs> the idea is that they're supposed to scare us. Some are scary. Psycho. The Shining. While most are kind of silly, if you will. But every once in a while, I will, sir. (laughs) Every once in a while, there comes a horror movie that leaves one depressed. Depressed at the knowledge that someone decided to bankroll something so awful. Eli Ross Knock Knock is one such movie. I learned of Eli from his collaborations with Quentin. Roth directed the Thanksgiving segment of Grindhouse, which actually, he's turning into a movie right now and it's filming, which is pathetic. Tarantino's collaboration with Robert Rodriguez paying tribute to the movies of the 70s and then co-starred in Inglorious Bastards as the Bear Jew, who bashes in the heads of Nazis. When he does that, the results are masterpieces, along the lines of Citizen Kane, in quotes, and Dr. Strangelove. If not... <laughs> if Knock Knock is any indication, Rolf's own movies are crimes against humanity. The movie itself is one disgusting long exercise in torture. Avoid it. Yeah. You know... <laughs> You're presenting this like these people are unhinged, but this is no different than the podcast. <laughs> like, like what you did with Snoop Dogg in the Clerks episode is exactly this. <laughs> if you had Snoop Dogg saying this, it would be the same thing. I should have had him come back. <laughs> He's busy this week. You are these people. I'm too old for this crud. No, I'm not. Four, <laughs> four out of ten. I hate when movies pee pee me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate when movies pee pee me off. <laughs> is is pee pee uh, uh, an abbreviation? P E E. Oh, peep. They peep me off. They pee pee me off. Oh. Even when they are smart okay. and intelligent and brilliant, which this movie is not, in my opinion. I just hate the emotion of anger. I resent all media that makes me feel it. So there. Are these written by fucking AI bots? This is no one talks like this. Anywho. <laughs> Psychotic. I hated how vapid the females are in this film. Females. And the over-sexualization of all things in our culture is so overdone. These bitches. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Like fucking clockwork. Went from cutesy 
to country. C U N T. Yeah, yeah, I know. R Y. Girls, in 20 movie time minutes, comma. What the what? There is no <laughs> there is no notable reason why these chicks messed with Evan to begin with. Roth, the director, did a poor job portraying that these ladies were sociopaths, just hell-bent on ruining poor Sap's life. You know, a day in the life of a female. <laughs> My man's like, it's fucked up, his portrayal of women. Those cunts. Because all us females know that all you men are just going to cheat anyway. <laughs> so... Okay. <laughs> we may as well get used to threesomes. Grow up, ladies. Dude, what kind of person was posting on the IMD comments in 2015, dude? And then they took his dog. Effing hell no. The other three stars <laughs> Every are... Every time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 4 out of 10 review. The other three stars are because, clearly, it did its job. Although it didn't entertain me, it did make me feel something, albeit my least favorite emotion. I can't tell you what to do with your life, so go ahead and watch it, or don't. If you if you do it, will you make me feel something <laughs> for sure? <laughs> I just can't guarantee that you'll enjoy it. If you want to watch a movie similar to this that is intelligent and honestly frightening, go watch Funny Games. Shout out. Damn. Either version will do. Nice. That's a good distinction. Thank you. Thanks. Naomi Watts, baby. And the end of this... <laughs> the end of this review... I'm going to go clear my palate by watching dog videos. Dude, what that guy should clear is his fucking browser history. That was clearly a female. Weirdo. <laughs> that guy's so weird. It's probably a guy. <laughs> of course that's a guy. Um, He said from the country. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Waste of time. Okay, how many of these do you have? I'll just do one more. Okay. I mean, I have... You have like 10 pages. <laughs> they get... Go to the most unhinged one. I didn't want to read them a bunch, but... <laughs> Dan's over there with a binder full of cards. <laughs> this is insane. What, when you said you were printing out pages, I was like, what do you think is going to happen on the podcast? You're going to read seven pages of comments? <laughs> I'm going to read some of them, god damn it. <laughs> one out of ten. Subject title, oh my god. Yeah. Warning spoilers. Okay. Don't see this film if you love movie. <laughs> okay. This is true garbage and crap. That's it. It's garbage and crap. <laughs> Dude. I mean, it's it's hard to get better than that one. That That's one's pretty, pretty good. good. That one's pretty good. One out of All ten. of those were written by 14-year-olds. <laughs> this is really upsetting. Okay. I'm here to heal, but this is really, this is upsetting, okay? Mm -hmm. It's upsetting! <laughs> okay. My standard review disclaimer. I never talk about the plot in a, a review. This is from J.B. Biggs 1. My standard disclaimer. 1 out of 10. Like he's Roger fucking Ebert. <laughs> Everyone knows me. <laughs> My standard review disclaimer. I never talk about plot in a review enough others do rather i discuss a movie's merit or in this case lack thereof i bought this as a ppv at 8 15 on a thursday morning <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck dude imagine being that dude's neighbors at fucking 9 45 in the morning just hearing keanu like you fucked me you fucked me you fucked me you sucked on my cock <laughs> jesus christ 
Um, <clears throat> this whole movie was that scene in Southland Tales where she was like, I'm going to kill myself if you don't let me suck your cock. It was an entire movie of that. Like, for real. <laughs> Which I was in for. Because <laughs> that was the best line in that entire movie, Southland Tales, of three and a half hours. Um, questions for you. Okay. One. Why, after 30 years, has Reeves not perfected his craft? (laughs) (laughs) Two, why has he not made more movies that were accidentally good? The Lake House had charm, Speed had tension, and The Matrix had, well, everyone else that was in The Matrix besides him. He's not wrong. John Wick was stylistically cool. When I quipped to my friend that I was going to look for a good Keanu movie to watch tonight, his defense of John Wick over and over again was that it was a Keanu movie. I re- Also not wrong. <laughs> Imagine writing this on the internet. <laughs> I, re- I realized that he was telling me he understood my joke of finding a good Reeves movies, but... It- but even if I'd been serious, such an endeavor would be futile. This movie starts out bad. The scenes with his family have you drowning in sappy syrup. It gets interesting when we are anticipating the antagonist's role and plan for Keanu's character, Evan. Then, although young actresses don't perform poorly, the joke is on us. The movie fails off the edge of the planet. I mean, wow, this was bad. Reeves <laughs> overacts when subtlety is called for, underacts when he should have been pushing a plot device. It'd be like a writer misspelling every single word <laughs> and having an orator place emphasis on the wrong syllable on every single sentence. It's my fault. I made my bed and I laid in it. I should have just gotten up sooner. Fuck me. I, I feel that guy. <laughs> that guy and me are similar. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. There, there, there's plenty, plenty that I still have. Dude, it's um, been a while since we watched something where I'm like, the person who made this movie should be in jail, but like, Eli Roth should be in prison for sure. Yeah. Well, like, that just bring, preemptively. That brings us to our ultimate question. That free pizza monologue is insane. <laughs> would, do you think you would have fallen to the same traps as, uh, Keanu? I don't, but like, I I'm, don't I'm like hyper vigilant of strangers yeah me too i'm not i wouldn't have even been in like dude when he offers her a tissue i was like nah dude don't even do that don't even (laughs) this is a mistake there's no one home in your neighborhood as soon as they're like oh no one's home i'd be like get out (laughs) get out of my house i've seen straw dogs one too many times (laughs) um i've seen straw dogs i've seen the visitors i've seen all sorts of movies that do this correctly and this is not this movie sucks. All the assholes. I hated this. <laughs> Just a terrible movie. There was no twist besides them being not underage when no shit. The one of them looks like she's been in college for 11 years. Yeah. They both look 35. Um, the All the daddy stuff is very odd. Um, the messaging is very dark because their whole thing is like they're like spoilers they're like fucking the robin hood of sexual abuse where they're like they're avenging and like teaching they're like jigsaw basically (laughs) um and keanu's just like what do you mean like yes i cheated on my wife but that that's not a hellworthy trespass you're calling me a pedophile like they they rape him and then are like afterwards inform him that they're underage and then they call him a pedophile (laughs) that is for sure and they're like we're gonna kill you for your transgressions it was a lot and he was like kill me you're gonna kill me yeah he's like you sucked my cock you both sucked my cock yeah um that was odd sofa lips um, 199 (laughs) one out of ten 
Whole review, one sentence. I want to slap Eli Roth until my 99-cent rental fee comes out. Wow. <laughs> Warning. That's anti-Semitic. <laughs> you can't be saying that in this climate. Um, I want to smack him until the t- change falls out. I will tell you, Dan, this movie gave me, um, like, an important moment of, like, realizing um, my mortality and where I am in life. Mm-hmm. I had a, one of those significant moments of, like, oh, shit, I'm getting old. Um, where... The, you know, they show Keanu Reeves, he has this great life, he has this incredible house, massive record collection. <laughs> um, it was honestly a m- modestly sized record collection. Sure, but, yeah. Um, the first moment where I was like, wow, I envy that guy, mm-hmm. was when he invites the women in and he's like, oh, you, you're all wet, it's been raining. And then he's like, I'll get you a towel. And he opens his closet, Dan, and the most nicely folded towels I've ever seen, he pulls out. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, God, those look like nice towels. I wish I, I wish my towels were folded that nicely. <laughs> that just looks that looks like the dream to be like, I need fresh towels and to go open a closet to towels that luxurious. It's like that feels nice. It looks nice. I didn't have many notes for this movie. The movie speaks for itself. Yeah, it does speak for itself. Um I will say that once again, people with asthma are under attack. Dude. And like movie had another inaccurate bold of Eli portrayal. Roth to make the only person of color in this movie just be a total cuck, just like <laughs> and get his fucking head bashed in. <laughs> um, things I loved about this movie: the girls write my. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> there are many scenes in this movie. First of all, they shot this movie sequentially. And they destroyed the house. They paid them $40,000, the people who own this house. Okay. And said, we're going to fuck this house up for weeks on end. Yeah. And that'll be it. And they said, can we dig a big hole in the backyard? They're like, yes, you can. And they brought a lot of art in and wrote all over that art. And if you're like watching in the movie, in the background, you can see a lot of like what's being written on everything. And at one point I looked up on my screen and it said... Um, my dad has AIDS now over a picture of Keanu's yeah. son. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> so wild. So wild for you to go on microphone on the internet and say you love this movie. <laughs> it's so funny. What do you think Andre thinks of this picture? He probably loves it. It's fucking it's a really funny movie. Like like get your like get your friends together this weekend and put on knock knock and smoke a big fat blunt. Yeah. Get COVID. If you want them to never talk to you again. I was so dude. You didn't make cat watches, did you? No, dude. Awesome, no. thank God. No, you warned me. You were like, no, this is dude, after whatever the last uh be my cat. She was like, be my cat though. She was like, I'm out. She was like, I love this shit, but I'm out. She literally was like, warn me when it's a Dan choice. And that refers to both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Another thing that I appreciated stunk, at least as a follow up to our last episode, was um, the situation in which, like, our last podcast episode was very Who Wants to Be a Millionaire related. Yeah. And then we watched this, and, like, the entire movie is pretty much like a round of Who Wants to Be Seriously, a Millionaire. Seriously, dude, this movie just, like, needed to pick a fucking tone. <laughs> Welcome to America's favorite game show Who Wants to Be a Pedophile? Dude, this movie wanted to be. Uh, 
Uh, no, I lost it. Cut that. Wanted to be cock cock, but instead was cop cop. What? A plus. Yikes. What? Uh, <laughs> you said got it. Dude. What are you going to give this movie, Dan? Um, I just, I wish this movie would have decided if it wanted to be campy or not. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was fully campy, like, I love a campy horror flick right. that's just, like, schlock. But this movie would, like, do that and then try to not be. And then try to be a comedy in a way mm. that was not funny and just rapey and weird. Very true. <laughs> I just, the whole time, I could not think about, like, how did they let people make this. Right. And, like, of course someone involved in this is in prison for 35 years. Like, the fact <laughs> that it's only one is a modern miracle. <laughs> And like a failure of the he justice like, system. He was like bullying female actresses on sets and coercing them into like sexual activity with him. It was bad. Dude, just a bad guy. You can't do this movie and not be a bad guy. He was only the co-writer of this. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, babe, I got the perfect role to launch your career. Uh, I give this movie a two out of ten. That is more than fair. <laughs> dude i don't really like the last time i gave a but, movie that low you do score. recognize that this was a very good episode of the pod at least in terms of this movie yeah so Enjoy was it. dear evan hansen which is the last time i gave a movie this low of a score love dear evan hansen what did i give that like a 10 that uh, was one of the worst movies i don't know I've ever last seen. night i was about to watch a movie and i was scrolling things on hbo and i clicked on something that looked interesting and i saw that the second lead was uh Ben Platt, and I was like, nope. I'm going to go with a 6 out of 10 for Knock Knock. It's, it's dark. A, it's a D. Dude, this is not a if, movie that you can give a middle-of-the-road review. If I were, like, uh, a writer for EW in the 90s, this would be a D, which is the second-to-lowest lettered score of all time, as we all know. And I will say that... D for dark. I want people to watch this movie because it's fucking hilarious, but not because it's uh, uh, some dark take... Some how did Eli Roth make it through Me Too? How? How does that guy not get canceled for this movie? And Keanu. He kept his fucking John Wick clean. God damn it. Just end the episode. <laughs> Maybe.